As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, for all you have given to us, for sending your Son. Be with us and guide us and help us to receive the gift of your promised Holy Spirit, that we may know of your love in our lives and be instruments of your love in this broken world. All this we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. It seems like it was just yesterday or a week or two ago. It wasn't very long ago when, when we were in the middle of a festival celebrating the birth of Jesus. There were trees and lights and packages and gifts and we gathered on Christmas Eve and we held our candles and sang Silent Night. And it was such a glorious festival. And in that short period of time between Christmas Eve and where we are today, we have heard of Jesus going to the temple as a 12-year-old and astonishing folks and then going home and listening to his parents. And now... At the age of 30, he enters the Jordan River to be baptized. He who had no sin is entering the waters to receive a baptism of repentance. Think about that. It almost doesn't sound like Jesus needed to be baptized, does it, if he was without sin? And yet Jesus, truly human, enters the water. And before that happens, of course, John the Baptist, people were wondering if John was the Messiah. And of course, John said, no, I'm not, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the one you're looking for. But there is one coming, one whose thong, whose sandal on his foot I'm not worthy to even untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clean the threshing floor where he will gather the wheat into the granary and throw the chaff 
which it will, where it will be burned an unquenchable fire. So, are we wheat or chaff? I don't know about you, but I think I want to go back to the festival, to that celebration. Not this place where things seem to hinge and we're going down this path of ordinary time, but it's, you know, but there are those who want it to be ordinary time where celebrations of festivals are not easy and are hard. And so the question we ask ourselves today is who are we and what's next in our lives? It's easy for us to to look at this text and talk about just Jesus' baptism, but we need to look at Jesus' baptism and look at our own because, you see, Jesus was baptized and we are told the heavens opened up and the Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove and the voice of God said, You are my Son with whom I am well pleased. And yet we're still wondering, are we the wheat or the chaff? Thankfully, that's not the good news for today, is it? Because we are connected to the baptism of Jesus by the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus' baptism, even though it's not necessarily clearly stated in the scriptures... Jesus' baptism, this, this messianic journey that he is beginning to walk down ends with his death and his resurrection where he conquered sin and death for everybody so that we all would have the gift and the promise of new life. So you see, it's the Holy Spirit that con- is connecting you and me to the baptism of Jesus. As a matter of fact, in our own liturgy we say, We were buried with him and we were raised with him. We are children of God who have been marked by the Holy Spirit. We in our own waters of the baptism. It's as if the heavens have opened up and God says to all of us, you are my son, you are my daughter. All of you are my children. With you, I am well pleased. And God is. You see, God knows you by name. God knows your faults and your goods and your bads. And yes, even though we know we have the gift of the promised Holy Spirit, and we know that we are forgiven. We know we are forgiven because Jesus came for us and for all people. We know we are forgiven. We know that we will still stumble. And we will fall short of the glory of God. We know that we are going to find ourselves asking that question. Maybe you're going to go home and put your feet up in front of the TV this afternoon. Or, or you're going to be doing something. And all of a sudden you might have that thought in your mind that comes across your, your head and says, Now why did I do that? I know I shouldn't have done that. It's not what God would have wanted me to do. And you know what? We all have those thoughts. I have that thought. We all get that because we're human. 
And yet the promised gift today, the epiphany that we should have today is that God claims us anyways. That we are forgiven. Our sins have been wiped clean. God has called us as his children. Now Jesus, when he was baptized, there's things that he did. He spent 40 days in the wilderness. We know that. We also know that in the scriptures that Jesus came and he preached to the poor. He, he fed the hungry. He made sure that the naked were clothed, that he cured the blind and he cured the lame. He did wonderful things, turned water to wine. Now, we might not be able to do all those miracles. I've tried really hard to turn water to wine. It doesn't work. It still tastes like water. But we, as children of God, are called to do all those other things, to reach out into our community, to be with those who are struggling, to feed those who are hungry, to give water to those who are thirsty, to clothe those who are naked. We, as children of God, are called to go forth, not because doing good things saves us, because certainly none of us are able to save ourselves. We know that is true, because we are saved by grace through faith, a gift of God given to us but because we want to, because our faith calls us to. One of our Lutheran confessions, the formula of Concord, talks about faith and good works. And I want you to look at these candles and see the light. And, the, and one, of the, one of the early church authors says, trying to separate faith and good works is like trying to separate the heat and the light from the fire. We can't do it. If I take the heat away, the light goes away. If I take the light away, the heat goes away. You see, our faith is such that we are saved by the promises of God. There's nothing we can do. But we should want to do good things because we are saved. And those things are, in, are intertwined with each other. And so on this day that we celebrate the baptism of Jesus, this epiphany kind of Sunday, I hope that your epiphany is just that. That God knows you. That God calls you by name. That God has saved you. And furthermore, that God sends you. And together as the people of God, we can go and we can make disciples, we can live faithfully, and we can serve others so that all may come to know of the gift and the promise of God through his son Jesus. The Holy Spirit is here for us. You are a child of God. And God is well-pleased. Amen.